before uh, I, I get going as well, uh, I, uh, Dorothy came up to me af- after uh, the service, and she said she had a one-word declaration she felt like she was supposed to make over the church. So, Dorothy, will you just come up and, and, and let this out? She says she's got a one-word declaration over the church. Will you just say that over us real quick? I decree fire, 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 fire in this place. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Wow, praise God. Here we are, church. How many of you feel the fire of heaven in this house? In this place, uh, we're back here this morning in our main worship sanctuary. Can we give God praise? Can we give God praise? Hallelujah. Um, you know, I've always called this room the main worship room. And this week, actually, I just I, I shifted my, my language when I was talking about it. And it just came out by the Spirit of the Lord. And I called this room the sanctuary, okay, and, and Eddie and I did not plan the plan and talk about that they were going to do, we lift up our hands in the sanctuary, and I'd actually made that shift, we didn't talk or plan about that or anything, but the Holy Spirit knows, right, and I just call it the sanctuary uh, because the sanctuary is a sacred and it's a holy place, it's a place set apart, you know, in, in the temple when we look in the scriptures, and then in Psalm 63 too, it says, so I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding uh, your power and your glory. And so I just, I believe that, you know, that, that language that just happened, you know, naturally, uh, in the natural uh, with me is representative of what's taking place in the spiritual as well. And I, we'll talk about that a little bit in just a moment. But before, first, before I get into that, I just want to give you a quick recap of like what has brought us here, um, you know, what's been taking place and how we got to hear leading up to this Sunday, being out of the room and then being back in uh, the city of Irondale, they came in uh, towards the end of September and they said that we couldn't actually meet in this room uh, in the building specifically. Uh, we can meet in the rest of the bottom floor, but not in this room. Now, we also, if you didn't know, we have an upstairs area. Uh, it's got very much a, an upper room feel to it, but it's obviously, it's unfinished, unusable that we can build out. Uh, and expand to in one day in the future, but they came in and said, hey, this whole bottom floor, um, you know, you've got a lot of things that we want to see you get accomplished and get done, bring them up to, uh, you know, certain code requirements, and specifically, we couldn't meet in this room. If you didn't know, on the other side of these curtains, there's a whole other third of this room, all right, and it's, it's unfinished, okay, so what they wanted to see is actually everything unfinished on that side of the curtains, they wanted to see it, you know, not finished as if we can meet in it, but at least a lot of things like whether it's electrical or, you know, uh, power boxes, all these things kind of up to current code, even though we're not using it right now, and then uh, what you also may or may not know is there's a section of the church right back here in this area that's also unfinished, and one day it will be future uh, classrooms or children's rooms, you know, media, offices, etc. And this also is still unfinished, although uh, we've actually made some progress on it. But basically, they somewhat wanted us to address, you know, this unfinished space, 
this unfinished space over here. And I say somewhat because uh, it was not just those spaces. There were also things throughout the whole building, inside and out. Uh, the list really uh, goes on. Uh, I really couldn't even tell you everything. And um, y- if you can imagine, it's like almost like every potential hazard you could think of. Uh, and a lot that you, you couldn't even think of that they came in and asked us to do. Um, and so... Uh, while while we're not necessarily you know ready to meet in this this use this area and use this over here, we did uh, get to address a lot of the underlying things. If you remember a few Sundays ago, I shared with you that when we come back in this room, it's not going to be a whole lot that you can actually see, right? Like it's all these underlying things that really position us, you know, to move forward and continue to build this out and uh, make it a place worthy of a king, you know, inside and out. And so we're really able to get a lot of those foundational underlying things done. Um, But in addition, you know, there's things all the way throughout the building, whether it's, you know, more sheetrock needed to be added in places or, you know, fencing outside or uh, handles or hinges or, um, you know, literally, you know, any and everything, fire alarms, we've added fire alarms and fire, fire testing and sprinkler testing. And, you know, again, the list goes on. Um, but we really feel, um, you know, that as we shared with you, that even though it came in, they came in and it was an unexpected thing, we shared with you that, you know, how many of us know that it was not unexpected to the Lord and that the Lord works all things to the good of those who love him and are called according to his, to his purpose uh, in Christ Jesus. And so, uh, you know, while everything's not quite yet as uh, prettier to the eye when we come back in, we, we definitely have a good position in place to start moving forward and grow together, dream together. We've worked, we've worked really hard on it um, over the past month, so we've been praying. A lot of you, church family, have been praying with us. Um, so many of you have been sowing in financially uh, to get us back in here and address a lot of these these projects in the building, and uh, you know uh, I believe your your giving and your sowing in, in this time in this hour specifically is very strategic. It's been very prophetic, and I believe you're sowing in. So many of you just sow you sowed in over and beyond, uh, just over and beyond what you you normally would. And I, I just believe it carries a lot of weight in this hour for what God is doing, what He's pouring out in this house, what He's pouring out in His church. And uh, in the in the earth and in his people, hallelujah. So, you know, thank you for everyone that's been praying and been sowing in. You know, we're still believing the Lord for more provision as we continue to finish some projects and uh, continue to, uh, again, make this place beautiful, make this place uh, worthy of a king. But we're, uh, you know, but we actually, well, we had this date of December 4th of like, that's the goal to get a lot of things done to get us back in here. And uh, the Lord really moved on some conversations with the, the building officials of Irondale uh, to actually go ahead and to get the go-ahead to move back in this Sunday. So, you know, praise God. And I just, I share all of these little practical things about the building and, you know, the, these projects. I share them with you. I know some of you are like, hey, can we just get to the preaching of the word this morning? But I share them with you because it's important that we want you to know about it because this is a family. You know, and in a family, we want you to know uh, about these things. And this is not really uh, a message-type Sunday for me anyway. Um, I really believe this is a morning to remember and also then to celebrate and to dedicate the new chapter that we're now in. So really to continue to remember here this morning, um, you know, we had our Sunday Sunday gathering in our multi-purpose room 
on October 2nd. And uh, where the five of us from our fivefold ministry team, uh, we, sh- we all shared with you, a lot of you, some of you may remember that morning. And we just shared with you what, we've, what we felt and saw was happening with, you know, practically with the building, then a lot about what was happening uh, spiritually here in Horizon. If you want to go back and, and, and listen to it, uh, the, the podcast on October 2nd is titled Days of All. Days of All. And the reason is because all of this started happening and it actually failed during the time period on the Jewish and the biblical calendar uh, between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And it's called the 10 Days of All. So all this started happening. And so we started praying as a leadership team during this time. We saw the significance of the timing. Um, and, you know, like, as I said, many of, you, many of you joined with us in prayer. And we felt that the Lord wanted us to put up a tent. You know, and actually gather in the tent during this time and not try to just squeeze into the, the smaller room every week. And we just felt that the Lord was speaking, put up a tent, much like we have in the past for our Birmingham tent revivals, and gather in the tent. And so all of this is coming together. Uh, it's happening prophetically at once where uh, the tent itself... Uh, it actually got set up on Yom Kippur. It was unplanned, but just the way it worked out, the way the Lord worked it out, the tent gets set up on Yom Kippur, which is the day of cleansing and the day of blessing for the new year ahead on the Jewish biblical calendar. And then furthermore, all this is taking place right in the beginning of the Jewish new year of 5783. And if you remember, Melanie, she shared with us and talked about how this is the year of stewarding the abundance of the Lord. And of positioning yourself for the blessing of God and walking in the promises of God. And we're not only talking about new promises of the Lord, but also everything that has been lost or stolen from you that the enemy has tried to take. It's the year of recompense. Hallelujah. Uh, So, you know, we're sharing a lot of these things on that Sunday, October 2nd day during the days of all. And when we get done with that service... I had multiple people come up to me, uh, literally shaking, like just shake, their body was shaking. And they came up to me after the service and just shaking about what God was about to do and pour out here at Arise Birmingham through all of this. And then that Sunday, we had not even uh, had the time to talk about this as well, but they started sharing with me uh, that the next Sunday on the biblical Jewish calendar, which will be or would be our first Sunday and gathering under the tent, it was actually the same day that was the beginning of Sukkot, which is known as the Feast of Tabernacles or the Feast of Tents, all right, where God's people actually, you know, would gather and dwell in tents. All right, so all this is, you know, prophetically lining up and happening at once. Um, And not only did did I have people just coming up to me and just like literally shaking about all this prophetic alignment and uh, all this, but we also had prophetic words started being given. We had some uh, prophetic words started being uh, submitted in to the leadership and the church, um, the Sundays that followed. And all the words, you know, they, they had a, they were you know, different wording, but the same concept. All the words we're talking about, this, the significant moment of us being in the tent, but they all kept landing on the glory of God that was going to be poured out when we came back into this room. Every one of them talked about getting back into this room. And I shared with you that first Sunday in the tent, if you remember, I shared with you, I said, there has been and continues to be during this time in the tent, I said, to be a preparation for a greater glory. 
Uh, and, I, and, and when we look throughout the story of Arise Birmingham, every time that we've been in a tent, there's always been an upgrade that follows. It's just part of the story, part of the history of this family, that every time we go to a tent and when we come out, there's an upgrade that follows. And, and Melanie shared with us that Sunday on the Days of Awe, uh, she said, during the Days of Awe, she said, upgrades in the kingdom look different than they do on the earth. She said, they put us in position to practice what he has been preparing us for. And what we really believe will come out when there is chaos and confusion in the world. And then I want to read back to you Caroline's word about the tent meetings that she released on that same Sunday. This is what she said and prophesied. She said, uh, in this season of upgrade, I see our family in the tent representing a picture of a rehearsal dinner. How many of us remember this word? A picture of a rehearsal dinner. In a rehearsal dinner, those that are close to the bride and the groom toast and reminisce and celebrate what is coming. In that same way, our family is experiencing intimacy renewed and stirred, uh, feasting together on his presence and joining in with creation's song of longing for and rejoicing in Jesus. And then she uh, said, when we go back inside the walls of the building, here it is again, we won't be picking up where we left off, but we'll enter into a new level of intimacy that was stirred from this season in the tent. Hallelujah for the word of the Lord, church. And then that same Sunday, Nedra, she shared with us that morning about the vision from the Lord that she actually had received of a bow and arrow being pulled back and being ready to be released. How many of us remember that vision of the bow and then the arrow and it being pulled back, ready to release? And uh, she saw this vision and the Lord spoke to her and said, I'm calling you back to me first. I'm calling you back to me first to set your gaze upon me, to corporately set our love upon him, casting down all idols, all distractions. And then she went on to say that this was a testimony moment where we would say, look at what God would did with that seed that was sown. Look at what God did with that mindset change. Look at what God did when we laid that down at his feet. And then I, I didn't really catch this, that, that she had said this as strongly the first time, but when I listened back to it, uh, when Nedra was talking about the release of the, you know, of the arrow, she talked about it being a release into an abundance with no lack. Uh, and I've talked about this, you know, recently somewhat, uh, that there is a spirit of poverty that is being broken in the name of Jesus over this building that has been lacking for so long, uh, even before we got here. And when, you know, when I talk about this, this spirit of poverty being broken uh, over the building, uh, what it ultimately points to and represents is a spirit of poverty being broken over his people that he's called to occupy lands, to occupy regions, to occupy territories, and to transform them by the abundant life, the life more abundantly in Jesus and the glorious light of the kingdom of heaven. And so I... I received a, a vision uh, from the Lord uh, of, a, of a circle of fire and of glory. It was actually in this room, and I actually shared it all the way back in November of 2020. Some of you may remember that morning we actually uh, encircled the room, and uh, we encircled the entire room as a prophetic declaration uh, of actually the fulfillment of that vision. And, and so in this vision, I was, I was taken up 
to see a, a glimpse of the throne room of heaven. And when I looked at it, uh, when I was looking, I saw this circle of fire. It was a ring of fire in the throne room of heaven. And it was surrounding the throne, and uh, there were angels. They were just moving swiftly and harmoniously around and within this ring of fire where the glory of God dwells. And I heard, as I'm seeing the vision, I heard the Lord say, he said, a ring of fire is coming to arise Birmingham. The fire, there's the fire. There will be more rings of fire that, that come down, but it starts here. And I begin to weep, and I begin to shake, um, just even in the natural. As I was having this vision, this encounter, I begin to weep and shake inside this ring of fire. And then I saw this ring of fire from the throne room, and it began to actually come down uh, from the throne room, and it came down into this very room we are, we are in. Uh, and it was the ring of fire it was large enough to actually cover uh, and the full space of this room, uh, of this sanctuary. And it surrounded this room, and I was still in the spirit, you know, and I, I was reminded that it had been prophesied a year prior from the time I'd had the, that I had the vision uh, at the tent revival that a, a portal for healing from heaven was going to open up on this property. And then I, I saw, you know, this, as I was seeing this ring of fire from the throne room of Almighty God as it came and rested in this place, uh, it resounded in my spirit that what I was seeing was a ring of fire from the throne room that was also a portal. And, uh, you know, after coming out of that vision, I was just amazed because I had not been really thinking about this scripture. I, I had not really read it recently or, you know, it was nowhere near me. And the Lord uh, took me, the Spirit of the Lord took me straight to it. I knew I had to go to Zechariah chapter 2, verse 5. And so I just go to it, and this is what it says. It says, and I will be to her, her there is the church. It says, I will be to her a wall of fire all around, declares the Lord. And I will be the glory in her midst. And then further down in verse 10, it says, Sing and rejoice, O daughter of Zion. For behold, I come and I will dwell in your midst, declares the Lord. So on that same Sunday that I, I give this word and this vision, uh, I start sharing it. And I can't remember, you know, Mel, if it was maybe before it or during or during worship. But Melanie, she sees a vision, has a vision in the spirit, and she sees a large crown. And how many of you know a crown is also a circle? She sees a large crown, and it's bursting out of the ground, okay, in this room, in this sanctuary. It's bursting out of the ground, representing the king of glory and governmental authority. And it bursts out of this air, uh, into this sanctuary and suspends in the air. And then she sees in the middle of this crown was a ball of white light uh, that was within it. Uh, and that, that was representing the activity of the Holy Spirit. All right, and then uh, the there were also vertical beams of light that were within it as well, all within the crown, representing the arising and the shining of Isaiah 60 as kings come to the light. And then as she's seeing this vision, the Lord spoke to her and said, People will come to the light to be crowned in their identities like they've never known. And that all things that hold back freedom will be healed, will be healed. So this prophetic picture, is it's a divine convergence. As we started 
talking about it in the Lord. This divine convergence of the crown bursting up out of the ground, bursting up out of the foundations, suspending in the air as the ring of glory and fire from the throne room of heaven is coming down and they are aligning together in this house. And I don't know about you, but this is the place I want to be. I want to be in this ring of fire and glory, in this crown of kingdom governmental authority and identity and healing that leads to freedom. And you know, so often we see something from the Lord um, and it's like we want it now. And I was seeing all that, you know, uh, back in 2020, I was seeing it like uh, that this is now. I'm seeing it and it happens now. And it, it certainly doesn't take away from the measures that we have been seeing it already. Praise God. Um, but I believe that when that word was released and these visions were given that day, that it was timely. I believe it was timely as a greater release of the momentum of the process that we've been in. The process of preparation and purification and maturation over the past years that we've been in for this heaven stamp moment that we are in now. I believe that the great manifestation of those visions are upon us, church. And so I want to go quickly, and I'm going to close here in just a minute because I want some time at the end, but I want to go quickly to Ezekiel chapter 48. I'm going to read verses 30 through 35. You can turn there if you like, or you can just listen to me in Ezekiel 48 and in verse 30. It says, these shall be the exits of the city on the north side, which is to be 4,500 cubits by measure, three gates, the gate of Reuben, the gate of Judah, and the gate of Levi, the gates of the city being named after the tribes of Israel on the east side, which is to be 4,500 cubits, three gates, the gate of Joseph, the gate of Benjamin, and the gate of Dan. On the south side, which is to be 4,500 cubits by measure, three gates, the gate of Simeon, the gate of Issachar, and the gate of Zebulun. On the west side, which is to be 4,500 cubits, three gates, the gate of Gad, the gate of Asher, and the gate of Naphtali. And in verse 35, it's the last verse, scripture in Ezekiel. It says, the circumference of the city shall be 18,000 cubits. And then it says, And the name of the city from that time on shall be, the Lord is there. The Lord is there. Okay, most of Ezekiel is about God's judgment. It's about the destroying of the temple. It's about a cleansing. It's about everything being no more. Most of Ezekiel is is that. But then we see things starting to shift in chapter 40. And then when we get to chapter 43... We see where the glory returns as the temple is rebuilt. And then we see where the the altar itself is actually restored. And then in chapter 4, we see where the priesthood is restored. Then in chapter 45 and 46, we see where Israel itself is restored. And there's actually uh, steps taken to renew the people of God and to restore the festivals. And there's instruction and order given of uh, how the people are to move forward righteously and there to be no oppression and fair dealings with one another. 
And then in chapter 47, it's this prophetic description of the river coming from the temple out of the east gate. I've talked about this a little bit, and Wes actually talked about this as well recently in a message, um, because we see where the river was a trickle, then it becomes a, a river that's ankle deep, and then knee deep, and then waist deep, and then uh, where it was actually over his head, where all he could do is just swim in it. And there's so much pr- prophetic significance here uh, in this river that ultimately points to Jesus. It's talking about Jesus in whom rivers of living water flow. And then we get to chapter 48, and what it's doing here, of what I just read you, there's instruction that's being given to establish the lands of the people of God and the tribes, and then it's the establishment of the city of Jerusalem and its new temple that is then given uh, a new name. And what I want us to notice here in this passage we just read, that the length of each side of the city where the gates shall be is 4,500 cubits. And you'll see in just a moment why that leapt out of me, leapt out at me. Uh, but then in this very last verse of the end of Ezekiel, end of Ezekiel verse 35, after the, after the instruction of the gates was given, it says, And the name of, that, of the city from that time on shall be, The Lord is there. The words, The Lord is there, is actually one of the names of God. And it translates to Yahweh Shema. Yahweh Shema. The Lord is there. You see, it was a new day, and greater than that, it was a it was a new chapter for God's city and for God's people with a new name. And not just any name was given, but it was given the name of the Lord Himself, Yahweh Shema. So last Sunday, someone anonymously, they put an envelope in the offering box. And in the envelope, there was an offering of $4,500. And this person, you know, we don't know, it was anonymous. They may or may not have known or felt that the actual number of the offering, $4,500, which is the measurement of the gateway walls, on each side of the city that was given a new name. They may not have known or felt it was important, or maybe so. But I believe, as you bear witness with me, that it was led by the Lord, that it was a prophetic act. It was a prophetic sign. But here's the thing. With this uh, prophetic offering, there was a note. And this is what the note said. It said, Arise Church slash Arise Family. You have refreshed many, now be refreshed. Love always, Jesus of Nazareth. And when I read that note, when all five of us from the leadership team read that note, it was as if Jesus had spoken those words directly to us in all of his love and all of his glory and power, and we were just undone. Arise, family. You have refreshed many. Now be refreshed. It's not to us as the leaders. It's to the family. We're a family. And I believe, I believe that the Lord has put his name. You can go ahead and start that. 
I believe the Lord has put his name, Yahweh Shema, on this house, on this family. Yahweh Shema, on this house, on this family. He's put, he's putting, he has put his name on us. I believe he said, you have been made ready. You have been prepared. Arise, family. This is not a new season, for seasons come and go. This is a new chapter. For chapters are firmly planted and rooted to stay and remain in new life with a new name. And I believe the Lord is saying, this is my house, says the Lord, the house of Yahweh Shema. For the Lord is there. Where I am a wall of fire around her and the glory in her midst. Residing in rest, abounding in the fullness of the healing and the restoration of all things that hold back my freedom. I believe the Lord is saying, get ready for the kings, the cities, and the nations to come to the light of the glory of God in this house. For they will say, the Lord is there. Will you stand up with me, family? And will you place your hands, lift them up or lift them out in front of you? Because the wedding joy of refreshment is being poured out like oil upon every person in this family. You have been refreshed, now be refreshed. The oil of Yahweh Shema is being poured out and it's an oil of abundance. It's an extremely plentiful and oversufficient supply with overflowing fullness. It's abundant holy joy and refreshment. It's abundant holy healing and freedom. It's abundant holy revelation and wisdom. It's abundant holy peace and rest. It's abundant holy resource and treasure. Arise family, you've prepared the way for the King of Glory to enter in. And now Yahweh Shema has put his name on you. And when Yahweh Shema puts his name on you, there is no good thing or promise that can be withheld. And this morning, I've taken oil and I've poured it out on the four corners of this property. I've taken oil and I've poured it out on the four corners of this building. I've taken oil this morning, I've poured it out on the four corners of this sanctuary. And now I'm gonna ask the five-fold leadership team to come up and join me. Because we wanna anoint you this morning with oil, the family. With oil as a dedication of this new chapter as a dedication and a celebration that the oil of Yah- Yahweh Shema, it is upon you. And that the name of Yahweh Shema is upon you and upon this family and that you have refreshed many, now you are going to be refreshed. And so I just want you just to start coming forward. Just start coming forward to any of us and we're just going to bless you. We're just going to anoint you with this oil the oil of abundance, the oil of Yahweh Shema. And we'll make our way around. We'll get to everyone. 
because we are dedicating and celebrating this new chapter with a new name.